agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Kanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. And a good afternoon to everyone. Thank you for listening to All Sports Talk. Jeff Jordan with me on his normal Monday. Jeff, good to see you. Good to see you. Nice to be seen, right, when you get to our point in life? Yes, every day is a bonus. We went through some t- tough weather, but these last few days have been terrific and look like the next several days are going to be good. And that's, that's good for sports in general. Uh, get a chance to play. And, of course, football right now going into uh, fall break next year next year next week for our kids in the rutherford county area so hope they all get to enjoy it uh, that's an open-ended question i guess <laughs> yeah, we, we, what 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 do you want to know you, well you and i don't see fall break quite the same as we did once upon a time right i didn't like it as a teacher I guess i'd be the only one that you know oh I, really uh no i mm-mm I didn't, I didn't care for fall break. I think it is the absolute primo time to, to make a trip. Weather's well, nice, and, I, and there's not near the crowds yet that, that, that you get in spring break. I'm not saying that I didn't use it or I didn't enjoy it or anything. <laughs> I'm just saying that it just messes up school year. That's what I'm saying. I think it does. I mean, you know, we – well, you're, you're, in, you're in an area you don't even want to go into with me. But I, I'll, I'll say this very, very briefly. I mean, quick. You get into the school year – and you have a few days of in-service and whatnot, and, and then, you know, and you get going, and you have Labor Day, okay, and then you have the fall break, and you have Thanksgiving, and you have Christmas, and you just never see much of me like you really get rolling good, you know, and then after the first of the year now, it, you know, it settles down, but gosh, that's 80 days and, in. And the football coaches have to deal with it. You have more than... Maybe it's an inconvenience to you from a football coaching standpoint. You've got to make a decision on that fall break week. Do I continue to practice? Do I give them a few days off? Do I give them every day off? Uh, and the smart ones, Jeff, have told their parents this back in July, what they're going to do. So that they so this never surprises them. I, of course, obviously, I didn't talk to every football coach. And uh, I did talk to the ones in the county. When we started fall break, which has been a long time now. It's been a long time, And yes. uh, most of them did not like it for the very reason that you just said. Uh, they, they, they were going to play on that night probably and, and what to do about practice and uh, that kind of thing if you didn't play. And then, but pretty soon they, they came around and adjusted to it, which they had to do, I guess. Um, usually we have somebody that plays. Uh, I, I, think, uh, I think this year Oakland plays. Well, everybody now there are eleven week. It's eleven week season. You with only ten games to play, so everybody's going to get that that week off someplace along the line. So it's not just always fall break, but most of our schools do it that direction. And and uh, you've also got the parents to kind of work with a little bit. Is they like to travel sometimes to fall break, and how much time can you give kids off? Basketball coaches had to fight go through this for years. Thanksgiving and Christmas break. Christmas break is worse than fall break because it's two and a half weeks long. You know, well, no, it's difficult to practice every day. You don't need to practice every day, but you want to stay as sharp as you can. Yes, and it's it's a problem, and we we will discuss this again, I guarantee you, when Thanksgiving and Christmas come around, because basketball is played during that time. Uh, and we used to laugh about this, and this is true, of course, with a lot of things, a lot of people maybe, that, you know, um, to, to, to put it to – the Jordan way <laughs> all the rules apply and we're going to enforce every one of them unless of course it's my kid <laughs> in which case we're not no you know we're not going to no 
Becky wants to go visit her grandparents. Sure. And Becky probably mm-hmm. does not want to go visit her grandparents, but that's hard to the point. So I, I used to ask, you know, I said, well, if you were in my shoes and you were scheduling, a, you had a game and whatever, and you practice, and your kid did not show up for practice to pre- in preparation with all the other teammates, what would you do? You know, I mean, and there is no real answer to that. Well, my get my my supposition with high school football, as I say, this was known a long time ago, and every kid's going to be expected to be at practice. There will be no. I got to go visit Aunt Granny. If you're going to go visit Aunt Betsy or whatever, you you just going to miss a practice, and you're going to be treated just like you missed a practice, unexcused, right? Right. And you got to deal with that. And parents know that going in, they have to make sacrifices too. Let's talk about travel softball teams and the sacrifices in baseball teams that they have to make every weekend, all summer long, over and over and over. And you can't tell me every parent enjoys that. No, I wouldn't think so. It it it's it, it's a problem, and and we have um, when you and I grew up, which admittedly has been a while ago now. Yes, yes. Uh, we had a season, you know, and it started on a certain day, ended on a certain day, probably, and. Uh, practice had a certain start date, still does actually. Uh, and well, now one way or another, so many of these sports have become eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve month sports that the kid is doing something to prepare them for uh, you know the coming schedule. It may not be with their school's team, which the travel teams are not. Yeah, sure, but uh, it's still. It's still important uh, to, to coaches and players, and it's 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 a problem. And you do have still, gosh, I guess I guess most I, I wouldn't want to speak for all the coaches because I obviously I don't know, but there are a number of coaches that want that athlete to play one sport. Sure. Theirs, sure. Nobody else's. Now they they may say different and talk different, and are you know others don't care. Then doesn't bother them. Uh, they, they go ahead, girls. I, I used to really like girls at Riverdale play volleyball. I, thought, I, 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 I was going to say exactly yeah. the same thing. You and I both coached girls basketball at the high school level, and I thought volleyball was a terrific lead in. It, it kept them active. The timing is good. There's jumping skills involved. There's lots of things like that. There's teamwork involved with that. And they're not burnt out on basketball time to get there, but they're in pretty good shape. Right. So. Uh, and I, I, I encourage that. Or I, I never I never stopped a player from playing a sport. Um, I'm, and when in the, in the early years, uh, we had people um, – uh, I cannot think of his name, save my life – Wonderful youngster. 16 letters he earned in high school. Mm. Track, baseball, football, basketball. And um, I, I question... Times four years. Times four, right. And I, I question whether you could do that anymore. I don't. I just don't believe that's possible. Well, some coach in some seasons are sharing a guy. Okay. There's no question about that because you can't do track and baseball at the same time without missing a bunch of practices the thing about track Jeff as you well know you literally can go out and run a 100 yard dash and never have practice at all if you're just just naturally fast so, so I'm, I suspect that happens if you're playing baseball on track it's got to be you're very you probably get very little track practice well I don't yes I, I'm, I'm sure that's true I, uh, but you, you, you may you're going to have some conflicts there Oh yeah, where somebody's expecting you to be there, sure. and after all, you all your teammates are there. Where were you? Well, I wanted to practice by so and so. Well, I'm sure everybody else would like to do something, maybe, to, but you know, not you. It's 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 a difficult thing to to do sometimes. Well, football. Let's say this for sure. There's got to be some value involved with getting being able to give kids some days off and get healed back up and get refreshed because football is a tough sport. It is a tough sport, and although um, uh, some trainers will tell you that really they're more, they're, they're certainly concussions, they're more of those in soccer than there are in football, uh, and I think that's, I think that's true. I think, that, I think that's exactly right. But 
let's face it, you're, you're, you're going to be dinged up in football. There's just no question about it. Whether you play a lot or you're, you're a practice player, uh, you're going to be dinged up, and which means you're not going to be ready to play another sport. Which and it, it, it can be a problem. Well, let's take a break and come back and find out who was ready to play last week and who was – well, I'm sure they were ready, but they just didn't end up on losing in, in the schedule for high school football. Well, that's going on. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Hey fellas, it's Scott. Guys, if you notice a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be low T or something else, like sleep apnea or even low thyroid. You need to schedule a comprehensive health assessment at Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to take care of your health, and most health insurance is accepted. And now they offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments. They're on Medical Center Parkway near the avenue. Schedule an appointment at LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's healthcare. In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Hello there, this is Lenny Farmer once again for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Moms and dads, I have something you need to know about your kids. They won't bring up the issue of funeral plans because they feel it will make you uncomfortable and consider it your business. Although they might hope you would take care of these sensitive issues on their behalf, they'll leave that up to you. So, what do you say? Can we talk? Call me at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Thank you for listening to All Sports Talk. Tim Tackett along with Jeff Jordan. Jeff brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and Lee Coffin Financial Services with Edward Jones here in Murfreesboro. Jeff. We started out Wednesday, excuse me, Thursday night last week with a bang. Lipscomb and uh, Oakland played on Thursday night. What a football game that turned out to be. Oakland turns out to win it, but Lipscomb was right on the door, Steph trying to get it done. I think he led the whole way. Lipscomb did until the until the fourth quarter. I imagine that's. Uh, I imagine our caller has probably probably watched that game, but uh, uh, I, well, I know you want to get to him. So well, let's do that. Let's get to the caller on the on the line. Come on in. How's it going, guys? Well, you tell me. Well, I, I, I didn't watch it. I on the radio, so it wasn't on. It wasn't on television until everybody could go to it. They didn't put it on television until people could go to it. I think they had about what I heard. They had about three, four. I think three, four deep in the in the rows. I don't know what how many rows they had. A people deep. I heard it was a, a big full stadium. I, I would guess they probably had anywhere from six thousand to sixty-five hundred. If I had to guess, I don't know how many they had there at Oakland. I know telling how much concessions they sold that night. Probably sold out everything. Probably didn't have run a lead. The concession man, I would dare say, but uh, it was a real good ball game. I listened to it. I didn't think Oakland played that well in the first half, but like you said, they came on the second half and won, so they played it real well. But they still got some tough games left. I know you guys are going to go over, but they play CPA. I know later on they play uh, Riverdale here in a few weeks. I know that's going to be a real good uh, ball game when those two, uh, you know, get together. But uh, I did want to say you guys were talking about uh, people playing more than one sport. There's a, there's a kid I know at Toffee Candy right now. She plays three. She's playing volleyball right now. Because volleyball season get ready in here in a few weeks. And then she'll play basketball in the winter. And she plays softball in the spring. Because they say she's about, they say she's about six one six two. She's a catcher. They say she's going to play a softball in college. She's a real good athlete. I've seen her play. She's real, real good at softball, things like that. So, But uh, not many kids like that anymore, unless you're a small school. 
and then, you know, of course, you've got to play everything. Like, you, of course, you know uh, that. But uh, I didn't know that you guys get a chance to uh, listen to Middle Tennessee Friday night and juggle to a ball game. I didn't know if you went to a ball game Friday night or not. They, they were actually on television. I watched that game. Yeah, I did, too, yeah. On, on TV. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah it, it sounded like I saw the final score. It sounded like they didn't have much defense. I don't know. I'm sure you guys are going to talk about it a little bit. But uh, I was hoping they would play a little bit better. Sound like their offense can move the ball. So, like, Cunningham had a pretty good – Pretty good, uh, you know, ball game there. But and I do want to ask you guys: Did you see where uh, Texas San Antonio beat Memphis this weekend? I did. Y'all see that? Uh, I guess they're the probably the best team in the conference right now. I dare say. And uh, and then West Kentucky almost got Indiana up there at Western. They almost they lost the two up uh, there. So uh, and everything. But uh, but uh, no, like, like I say, guys, it, it's getting ready. The fall sports getting ready, and the volleyball stuff in. Is in here in a couple of weeks. The uh, I know PPCA's district they're in. They got their district tournament this week. Them and them the Christian school are ending ending this week and uh, everything. So it'll be uh, the fall sports are kind of you know winding down and, and such as that. So I know it's a uh, you know big time for everybody and all that stuff. But uh, I just I'll just hang on because I know you guys are going to talk about high school whatever stuff. But I'll just hang on listening and uh, enjoy our show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, let's keep in mind one thing for sure, Jeff. Lipscomb Academy, as they're now called, as opposed to David Lipscomb, what we're used to saying, Lipscomb Academy is one heck of a football team. They've they've got uh, Power Five conference kids in many positions on the field, just like Oakland did. I I say, you put those two together, Jeff, you could probably go play a pretty good college schedule and get by certainly next year or two. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, And uh, Jeff was talking about a small school, a youngster playing more than one sport, and he's exactly right. Uh, that's also true. I thought he was going to mention it, but that's also true of private schools, and a lot, of, a lot of because they're smaller schools sure. too. And uh, uh, those kids will usually play two or three things. I I know uh, um, uh, at, at least at, at a private school uh, headmaster I was talking to fairly recently, and and he was he told me that it, if a kid was in school. Uh, they were expected to play something, and if they could play more than one thing, they were really expected to do that. Sure, uh, it was just kind of a given. So, but anyway, I guess you want scores, Miss. Might as well, week, don't you? Well, uh, on Thursday night, uh, and on WGNS Radio, I believe um, Oakland beat uh, David Lipscomb twenty nine twenty one. Good ball game against uh, what a lot of people think is the first and second best teams in the, in the state regardless of their uh, of their level of play or their school's level i don't know if that's right or not but it's i would think it's got to be close riverdale beat smyrna 17-3 middle tennessee christian school beat lakeway christian 42 to 9 uh and uh, and i think a, a, at least a slight surprise maybe certainly the margin rockvale wins again they beat nonesville 33 to 15 uh, Siegel wins big over Warren County, 42-12. to Stewart's Creek beat Laverne, 35-13. Cornersville beat Eagleville, 22-7. And Blackman uh, whipped up on hopeless Antioch, 59-8. to uh, Those are the scores from this past week. And when you get ready for the schedule, I'll be glad well, to do that. Well, let's just comment on those just a little bit. Uh, looking down the schedule for Oakland, for example, Blackman's coming up this Friday night. Going into the season – You'd had a pretty good idea that that could be a good football game, Jeff. It it does not appear that Blackman's got the horses to run with Oakland this year. No, it does not, uh, and I'm uh, I'm kind of su- surprised at that, really. But you know, the you are what you are, right? <laughs> and, sure. Uh, and, and and Blackman's had a lot of trouble, and uh, uh, and that's unfortunate to concentrate on on Oakland for a minute. Uh, I I think they're going to. Of course, they, they've got Riverdale coming up, not this weekend, but they do have them coming up. And um, because you're playing Riverdale uh, and, the, and the emotion and all that kind of stuff, that makes that a tough game. Yes. It, uh, it doesn't help Oakland when they realize that Riverdale is really good, uh, particularly defensively. Uh, and uh, it's, it's a problem. Another game, and I think you mentioned it already, or, or Jeff Neal did, and that is I think it'll be Oakland's toughest game in the regular season, and that's CPA. I believe that I believe that's going to be a, a real ball game. CPA are both in Division Two AA, so they'll play each other uh, somewhere down the line, or maybe already have. But uh, two really good ball clubs, and, and yeah, 
CPAs had a good program for a good while. That should be tough. Of course, Oakland's schedule is really dotted with Lipscomb Academy, CPA, and then South Pittsburgh, a single-A school, whose coach, by the way, has now gone to the Canadian Football League. (laughs) So... Uh, an interesting Oakland schedule this year. It is. It is an interesting schedule. I doubt if Creasy would, uh, Coach Creasy would describe it that way. Um, but those three teams you just named, none of them are league games. <laughs> Correct. And which means he's playing a. He he can't uh, determine the quality of opposition that he plays. In the regular season, he doesn't control how good Blackman is, or you know anybody else. He can pick and choose. He's got to play them. Now the CPAs, he doesn't have to play, and he doesn't have to play David Lipscomb, and he doesn't have to play South Pittsburgh. You know that brings up an interesting thing. There are coaches in the past, at least, and maybe probably still are, that would would just choose not to play a private school, Division two school, simply out of protest. Is that a fair word to say? You know, because of the, the the thought process that private schools have a different advantage than public schools do. So some coaches just won't do it. Obviously, Coach Greasy will. And the same thing's true on the Division Two side. They may not want to come in to play the public schools quite as, as often. Man, when it, it's just good when the, the best teams in the state play each other. And that that's what's happening right there. And you're right, CPA has more mature team than Lipscomb does. I don't know if they got quite the talent, but it'll be another – Great football game, I think. Well, in support of what you just told me, I know, um, and I believe he said this on on the radio, but I may be wrong. He may have just said it to me, but I'm not sworn to secrecy. And the first year or two that, that Gary Rankin was at Riverdale, he told me, he said, Jeff, as soon as that contract runs out, Gallatin and Riverdale will not be playing for quite a while. He said, they come off the schedule. He wasn't going to play Gallatin, in other words. Right. And I don't blame him. <laughs> now it turns out, of course, wasn't too long till till he was beating them on a regular basis. But uh, some coaches just, you know, will play whatever. Evidently, Creasy is one of those. He, but now if you had his material uh, and his backups, I, I don't know that I'd be too worried. Well, well, part of that, Jeff, as you know, is he's got to fill out a ten-game schedule somewhere along the line. He's got to play five teams that, that, that don't have to play him, and there's not a lot of schools that want to jump in there and play that that's what's so surprising about south pittsburgh is a single a school want to do it the, the division two schools that are good or maybe not so good they, they want to hone their talents as well but that's he's not in a position to say no we're not going to play the right. game because he, he he could have a five-game schedule if he was very select, selective at all i would think right and and also he you know in the case of the david lipscomb game i mean i'm glad oakland won obviously um, but a, a, a factor there that should not be overlooked is money. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of money. If there were 6,500 people there, I don't know what they spent, but that's a lot of money. And Oakland gets, I don't know whether, whether they promised Lipscomb any money or not, so I don't know that. But theoretically, Oakland gets every dime of that money. Am, am I uh, right that neither Lipscomb or CPA was on the original Oakland schedule? When, I don't believe they were. No, I don't think and, so. And COVID has created that in the last two yeah. years where teams miss games, whatever, 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 and, and you fill in those gaps. I know I know. we got a call, and, and, and uh, uh, let me just say this. Because of COVID and because of a couple of weird things that have happened on the Oakland schedule this year, uh, and he's, he's not going to play 10 games, he's not going to play nine. Uh, I, I, maybe he will play nine. Maybe they've replaced enough of them. Next year. I think he's going to have serious problems, particularly if he wins another state championship. <laughs> and and there are those that no, think next year should be the second year though of a two game contract. If, if but, they agreed to do it, yeah, that, that, but, yeah, and if they show up, <laughs> there, there are some holes in that for sure. Let's get to our caller. Thanks for list waiting. Go ahead. I want to expand upon something that Jeff mentioned a while ago. Uh, you know, lifers like myself and and y'all two have been around here for a long time, generational. And, you mentioned Riverdale. Well, you know when Oak Riverdale, you know, Oak Riverdale would get on, on on the field. You don't throw all the records out and that kind of stuff. But if you think about it, since Oak and Riverdale were the only two schools after the split at Central, the the, the population has tripled. Does people here really know the new people? Do they really understand the magnitude of the rivalry between Murfreesboro, what I call Murfreesboro, between Oak and Riverdale? 
you know, I mean, to me, that's something I'd be curious to hear y'all's conversation discussion about because, you know, you've got Blackman and Riverdale, you've got Oakland and Seagull that sure. are important. You know, but really, when you get right down to it, has there been so much growth? And have we moved so far along now that we're the players on the field now? It's just another, it's another region game. But does it really have that, or is it? You know, even the coaches, the coaches are not even from, you know, the the, the town or the county. So I'm just kind of curious what y'all's thoughts on, on that perspective. All right, I'll be glad to share mine with you, Jeff. I, most people around do not understand the Oakland Riverdale. Phenomena. I think that's right. Yes, I, I think the caller's spot on. Uh, matter of fact, Oakland and Riverdale, and I was at Oakland until 2006. Even back in that time, the Oakland Riverdale game did not have quite the same aura in our hallways on game week that it did 10, 15 years before that. So uh, yeah, the population changing. The kids don't know, Jeff. Most of those kids have no idea that what Oakland Riverdale rivalry really was once upon a time. I think I think that's accurate and. Uh, since I was on the faculty at Riverdale for 11 years, and I guess I went to just about about every game, it appeared to me, at, at least, that the 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 rivalry game, the the one that Riverdale absolutely wanted to beat, if they could if they could get them on the field and play them, was Smyrna. They didn't like Smyrna. I have no idea why. <laughs> I don't understand it. But boy, they get fired up for Smyrna. But anyway, uh, and and. Frankly, Tim, in those early years, the first 10, 15 years, the Oakland game uh, was was kind of anticlimactic. I mean, it really. I mean, it, Riverdale won a lot of them, and and you and I both know, and I'm sure our caller knows that these things run in cycles, and that someday we'll be back that way again, probably, uh, where Riverdale will win most of them. But right now, Oakland's in a great cycle, and uh, I. I, I don't know if they if they have a an emotional tie to that matchup or not, but we went through. I, I didn't have anything to do with this, but um, when when Blackman opened opened, a number of Riverdale players, some of them stars, uh, went to Blackman. Yeah. And uh, we're zoned over there, and uh, boy, that rivalry was pretty oh, yeah. intense. Yeah, Seagull Oakland yeah. rivalry. Yeah, especially in basketball. Yeah, Eight, ten years ago was was <laughs> as hot as it comes. Well, there was one year in there. Uh, gosh, I wouldn't want to get this wrong, but I, the, the everybody knew where the zone line. I don't know how they knew that, but they seemed to know where the zone line was going to be drawn for for Seagull yes. High School. And the freshman team at Oakland, boys' team, was unbeaten. <laughs> the last out of all. And they all went to Seagull. <laughs> at the end of the year, the season was over. Right, wait a minute. You're laughing about that. I became principal at Oakland High School and had to deal with it. So I'm not sure how funny that is. I can laugh about it now, but it wasn't, wasn't so funny in 2003. Oh, me. I know we had a uh, just a superstar that went, went from Riverdale to Blackman and um, – uh, there was a lot said about it, and uh, uh, I, and Gary told me he said if they'd asked me, he said I'd have driven him over there to Blackman. <laughs> <laughs> he evidently didn't care for him. I don't know anything about that, but that's what he said. But uh, and and by the way, important thing to say here, in that very year, Riverdale won the state championship, so it didn't bother them at all that all these people went to Blackman. What year was it? We got to take a break. We're way behind. I don't know. What year was it that <laughs> Oakland Riverdale played at Murphy at uh, Floyd Stadium? It put about 23,000 people in that stadium. I mean, it was a big, big old crowd. That was had to be two thousand and two or three, something like that. Would yeah, you think? I guess so. And it had happened before then too. It, 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 it there had been huge crowds uh, in in the eighties for for that ball game. Um, I don't, and now, of course, we have they have their own stadiums, which I'm I'm grateful for. I think it's I think that's the way it should be. Well, I get asked all the time, "What do you think Riverdale Oakland game or the Lipscomb Oakland game or the Riverdale this game should be played at Floyd Stadium?" Folks, that's not going to happen. No, yeah, for for a lot of reasons. We, we'll take a break. We'll we'll at some point in time discuss that. But we got other things to talk about right now. Chip Walters is up next with the Blue Raider Insider Report.
you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You can only get that on the Wake Up Crew, right? Yes. <laughs> no one else is talking about it at all. Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Good afternoon. Heavy traffic right on schedule now. 24 eastbound coming out of Davidson County through Rutherford County. All that traffic continuing out into Coffee County. Watch your speed. A lot of radar out there about an hour ago. Oktoberfest at Obergatlinburg is now underway all the way until October 31st. you still got some time. Check it out online at obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you've got an iPhone, we have an app for that. If you're an Android user, we have an app for that, too. You can listen to us anywhere, on air and on demand. We are News Radio WGNS. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even cost less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's talk about football. Blue Raider football played Friday night in Charlotte against the 49ers, and you know, you the last two weeks. Middle had gotten good enough defensive efforts to win at Virginia Tech and at UTSA, but could not get much going offensively. Well, this past Friday night, it was the offense that caught fire. They scored 39 points on the night with Chase Cunningham running the show as Chase threw for 379 yards and four touchdowns. It was the best uh, initial start for a Blue Raider quarterback in program history. Also, Reed Blankenship on the night became the all-time leading tackler in Blue Raider history, but it was not enough as Charlotte scored 42 points. Their quarterback, Chris Reynolds, also had a 300-yard-plus night and ran for a touchdown, and he was the Conference USA Player of the Week. You know, there were a lot of really, really good things at Charlotte. There were good things defensively the previous two weeks. Now this week you're home and the prize for playing three straight road games uh, in less than three weeks uh, is that you have to play Marshall now. The Thundering Herd comes in with a record of 2-2. Two and two. They won their first two games uh, at Navy and at home against North Carolina Central in blowouts. Then they lost a home game, rarely, by four points to East Carolina. And then on Thursday night, they lost a one-point game at Appalachian State. So they're going to be coming in uh, looking to get back on the winning track. The Blue Raiders feel like they are that close to being in good shape. So it is a big, big week 
coming up for middle and it is the blackout night have you gotten your blackout t-shirts yet folks love those one last day to pick up if you ordered uh, online and that will be this thursday from 4 to 6 p.m but you can purchase the t-shirt and ticket package at the following retail locations that includes textbook brokers raider tees Phillips Bookstore on the MTSU campus and Alumni Hall. For $15, fans receive an end zone reserve seat ticket voucher and the official blackout t-shirt for the Middle Tennessee Marshall game. And over the years, we have had some crazy blackout games and will this one be another? Wouldn't be surprised. All right, let's turn to volleyball. Some good news for that program, and they need it. The Middle Tennessee team picked up its first Conference USA Player of the Week honor this season after recording a series sweep over Charlotte this past weekend. Redshirt sophomore Marley Banton has been named Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week by the conference office earlier today. The Florida native is having a career year on defense, averaging 4.31 digs per set through eight matches, including 6.33, which she had against Charlotte in two matches. Middle Tennessee will hit the road for its Conference USA series with Marshall this weekend. Thundering Herd comes into the match with a 4-11 and record. Friday at 5 and then Saturday at 2. And you can follow Blue Raider Volleyball on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. All right, Blue Raider Softball. They had a 3-2 lead against Appalachian State after seven, but a three-run homer in the 10th gave the Mountaineers a 5-3 win on Sunday in Boone, North Carolina. The uh, Blue Raiders uh, had a, a big win on uh, to get their fall season started, and uh, they will be back in action this Sunday as they host Belmont at 2 o'clock at uh, the Blue Raider softball field. Blue Raider baseball was at home over the weekend having inter-squad scrimmages. All right, coming up in just a bit, it will be Rick Stockstill Live, 6 o'clock from the Boulevard. Hope you'll join us. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Our newest sponsor on All Sports Talk is Murfreesboro Hot Yoga, where they use infrared heat. Got to get that right to heat you from the inside out. Yoga, a phenomenon across the world, actually, for a long, long time. Increase your blood circulation, muscle recovery, detox. Muscle stiffness, joint pain, reduces stress and failure. And by the way, Jeff, you can. I got all those things. 600 calories per hour. Possible what? To burn up. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said, okay. Murfreesboro Hot Yoga. It's, a, it's <laughs> the newest thing in Murfreesboro. Locally owned and operated 615 278 6111. Located at 517 Cason Lane, Suite 7. Murfreesboro Yoga at gmail.com. Murfreesboro Yoga, hot yoga at gmail.com. Give it, a like, sh- give it a look. You look like a, a man who's um, maybe ready for some hot yoga and a football schedule <laughs> at, at, at the same time. Would you like the football schedule at this let's, point? Let's get to it because we're going to have to hustle through since we we got 15 more minutes. Okay. Thursday on WGNS Radio. I said Thursday. Siegel at Riverdale. Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Uh, Friday night. Stewart's Creek at Rockvale. Eagleville at Wayne County. 
Smyrna at Cane Ridge, Laverne at Dixon County, Middle Tennessee Christian School at King's Academy, and Blackman at Oakland on WGNS. That's those last games were Friday night. So it's a good week. I hope we get them all in. Should be a good week from a schedule, from a uh, standpoint of weather and all that kind of thing. Middle Tennessee hosts Marshall on Saturday, six o'clock kickoff time. Jeff uh, Middle one and three now. And Chip laid it out there very well. Uh, UTSA, the team that they played the week before, turned around and, and won a very serious game at Memphis. First time Memphis has lost at home in a long, long time. Uh, good team. But defensively, played probably good enough to win. Offense was not there. This time, we just could not get any stops in that fourth quarter to give ourselves a chance to win it. We, we, we're going through with that. That cycle that, that hits you every once in a while, and it happens to happens to everybody, I guess. And offense good, and defense no, and then you get that the offense straightened out maybe, and and uh, it's the other way around, whatever I said, and you you don't have enough to win there. Um, our, our our new quarterback, <laughs> I don't even know his name. Chase Cunningham. Cunningham, yeah. Uh, gosh, he, I thought he played very very well. Not surprised, he, really. No. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was very pleased with how I watched a good deal of the of the game and was very very hopeful. But you know, it didn't it didn't happen for us. Well, well, let me say when I say not surprised, that's probably an overstatement because when a quarterback, as Chip mentioned, for the first time first time starter, four court, four touchdown passes, most in school history, you got to be surprised if somebody plays that well. But I I did expect Cunningham to be a good quarterback for us. Well, he sure showed us a lot uh, on 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 this on the Charlotte Charlotte game, uh, and I'm I'm hopeful that. But I tell you what, Tim, we're going to be underdog probably, probably just the rest of our schedule except one game maybe. Well, Marshall comes in. Let, let's be clear about some things. Virginia Tech's a good team. San Antonio's a good team. Charlotte's a good team. Uh, middle can find the right combination. Uh, trying to stay optimistic and. At one and three, those players need to stay that way as well. And a nice crowd on Saturday night would be fun to to see in Floyd Stadium to take that on. And it is blackout night, and uh, hope folks will get out there and watch the football game. We've got to take one more break, and we'll come right back with a little baseball talk. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. Time for Brian to come into your homes. (laughs) (laughs) Run! Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. Good afternoon, heavy traffic drive-on schedule now. 24 eastbound coming out of Davidson County through Rutherford County. All that traffic continuing out into Coffee County. Watch your speed. A lot of radar out there about an hour ago. Oktoberfest at Obergallenberg is now underway all the way until October 31st. you still got some time. Check it out online at Obergallenberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way Pizza. You can order Murphy Sproul's favorite pizza online. SirPizzaTN.com. Carry out and delivery for dinner tonight at SirPizzaTN.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. I want to thank our callers today. One of them brought up a very good point. Lots of new people in town. If you're a new person in town, First Bank is a place you should try for your banking needs. Great service, great smiles. Banks all over the city and county and across the state of Tennessee. First Bank, proud sponsor of All Sports Talk. Jeff, uh, let's talk a little baseball. The St. Louis Cardinals, for, for my good feeling, went ahead and just won 16 straight games and took the Reds out of playoff contention as opposed to the Reds losing it. The Cardinals just 
you don't expect that to happen. They, they, 16 straight, they're a hot team going into the playoffs. And the Braves are in good shape, but Jeff, I remember the Phillies of what Gene Malk about uh, 67 or 8 that gave up about a eight-game lead with two weeks to go. So nothing sure until it's in the bank. That's that's exactly correct. And and here comes the way things are standing right now. In the American League East, Tampa Bay, uh, which is my grandson's favorite team, they lead Boston by eight and a half, and the Yankees are also eight and a half back. Um, the Central Division, American League, the White Sox, who I care nothing about, are leading Cleveland by 11 and a half games. That one's long over. And the American League West, Houston, six-game lead over Seattle, seven over Oakland. Uh, National League East, Atlanta, two-and-a-half lead over Philadelphia. They open up tomorrow night in Atlanta, three-game series, got their best pitcher going, Braves do. Um, and the Phillies, of course, are the, are the team that's right behind them. Uh, National League Central, Milwaukee, seven-game lead over the Cardinals, who, as you mentioned, have won 16 in a row. And National League West, the Giants, two-game lead over the Dodgers. Playoffs fit open today, today now, Tampa Bay, Houston, Chicago. It's the American League. Boston and the Yankees would still be in it. Unbelievable. National League, Braves, Giants, Milwaukee, Dodgers, and Cardinals. Worst team in baseball, Baltimore and Arizona. Uh, the worst team in baseball. And the best, Tampa Bay has 97 wins, the Dodgers have 99, and the Giants have 101 wins. That's a bunch, isn't it? You know, it depends on what division you're in, Jeff. Think about yep. two of the teams that had those 101 and 97 wins are in the same d- division, which sometimes doesn't seem quite fair. That's why the wild card, I guess, makes some sense. But that wild card game, Jeff, is a one-game playoff deal. I mean, you play 162 games and win 99 or 100 or 101, and you got to go in and play a one-game series yeah. to, to make it on to the next round. That's it. Pressure packed game. That's brutal. It really game seven is. Game of the World Series is what it is. Yeah, it really is. And uh, you have you have got to have a bullpen, and you've got to have a, a a manager that can manipulate the schedule and still win, and save his best pitcher for that one game. You brought my point up exactly. You have to be once you get to that one game. You you need to have your best if possible or. But, Jeff, if you don't pitch your best somewhere on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, you may not get to that that's, game on Tuesday. That's correct. So <laughs> It's good to have two bests. <laughs> good to have two or three bests. Of course, every once in a while, a best comes out of nowhere and pitches a game of his life. Right. Uh, but uh, we shall see. But we're coming down to the playoff time. And uh, if you're a scheduler, or excuse me, if you're the Braves, you like the idea that you've got a home game series with the Phillies. Which uh, should bring in some pretty good crowds. Quite often, and and I'm, I, I know that I'm an old man, and we're, I'm talking to a, a a community that's a lot of almost everybody younger than me. <laughs> but you you have a, you have a, a a World Series, let's say, and I'm not I'm not knocking anybody whose name I'm about to mention, but somebody can catch fire in that World Series and can win it for you. Uh, for his team or whatever, and you and maybe you didn't know who they were when it started, sure. and you never hear from them again. I'm, I remember that Kansas City catcher Borders, who he was MVP of the world. Who ever heard of him? And Bobby Richardson led the Yankees. All that talent Richardson went in has more hits, hits than anybody else. Jim Lonberg, I mean, you know, in the Boston. Yep. Uh, and I'll, my favorite one of that is this, is Mickey Lolich of the Tigers. I mean, he's got Denny McLean is the was that '68. Yeah, and and Denny McLean was the man. He was matter of fact, he was in Nashville this past weekend, by the way. Is that right? But but anyway, he 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 was the guy, and I think he lost a game and won a game. And and Mickey Lolich, who the last I heard was running a donut shop <laughs> in Detroit, <laughs> he was the hero. So you just you so just, who who was that Yankee hero? The little guy that hit the home run about eight ten years ago. Second baseman, I can't call his name. Oh yeah, they had. That's a... the reason I can't call his name. <laughs> I cannot think of his name either. They, they have a, a the, the people in Boston oh, what's his have name? a. Yeah, you know, what's his name? And they they just they cannot say his name without cursing. You know, of course they are all after after all they are from New York. So I get. But anyway, you're right, and you just 
you just don't know who the hero is going to be or, or who the goat's going to be. I was going to say, that, uh, of all the World Series playoff images you get from the Boston Red Sox, when you bring that up, Bill Buckner's infamous play going through his legs at first base, letting the Mets win a, foot, uh, a game to, to win the series. Uh, you you got to feel bad for someone because he's a great guy and tremendous player, tremendous fielder, but uh, it just happens. He had, uh, and I don't know the exact number, but somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,700 hits Yeah, uh, and in his career and with with the Cubs and the Dodgers and the Red Sox. and Came back to the Red Sox, actually, after after he left the Red Sox. Um, and as, as you remember, and this has been very distorted. I mean, it has. People think, well, that he cost him the World Series. Well, no, he didn't. He cost him a one-base runner in the sixth game of the World Series, not the seventh game. Yep. And, it, and the Mets had to win the next night which had nothing to do with Buckner, and uh, uh, and they had a relief pitcher who gave up all this stuff, and the guy wouldn't take him out. Remember, and and they got beat. Well, but Buckner took the heat, and and will still take it. Well, there's somebody took a strike three in inning number two with the bases <laughs> yeah. loaded or something like that. That forget that. <laughs> None of that's part of the equation. <laughs> it can never be that that uh, one. <laughs> play for sure, but that, that's just the way it works. The well, field goal kicker that misses the field goal at the end of the game. For those for those who are listening, John Dinkins may be listening out there, I don't know whether he is or not, but I still remember sitting up late one night watching the Braves play on the West Coast, and they've got, I mean, they're really playing well, and this, this cost them heavily. A ground ball routine goes right through Jerry Royster's legs, and I think you know, and of course we lose naturally, sure, you sure. know, and, and th- that kind of thing it just happens, and baseball is is noted for a lot of that, because uh, you got so many players, so many positions, so many innings, so 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 much going on all the time that it, there's a lot of room for heroes and there's a lot of room for goats. Well, the Braves Philly series can be heard right here on WGNS Radio all the way through the week. Not playing tonight, but that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I'll mm. finish things up and uh, remind Jeff, Jeff, remind everybody of the football schedule Thursday and Friday night. Uh, th- th- Thursday night, radio. Okay. Siegel at Riverdale on on Thursday night uh, this week, and then Friday night, Blackman at Oakland. Rick Stockstill Live is on next here on WGNS Radio. invite you to stay tuned for that. And then Murphy's matchups will follow that as Murphy Fair selects every game for Week 7. Who you think is going to win, and uh, that's where you want to put your money. Murphy knows what. Oh no, 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 no gambling. Oh, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I'm just talking you for, met, metaphorically. How's that sound? Oh, okay. Is okay. that a fair thing to say? Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap things up. I need to get out of here before I get in trouble. Jeff, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Monty Hill will be here tomorrow for All Sports Talk. All Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. 